welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Tonight, on tonight's episode, it's just me and Owen talking snakes. <laughs> That's Ooh. it. We needed a, <laughs> we needed a break, uh, you know, and catch up on some hard stuff, to find guests i mean like god how do you do it i only found two <laughs> so it's like <laughs> you know oh uh, well wait a minute let's see we have what 330 so i'm doing well it's like you know it, hey i'll hey i'll at least give myself seven shows out of the 300 something or other so I'm not doing that horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true still pretty story. bad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Percentages, that's not Moving on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I figured uh, we'd get caught up on uh, what's going on with the season, what's going on, you know, with us and, you know, and that kind of stuff and some new acquisitions and all that kind of stuff. Because I yes. didn't you get, you get some new stuff, right? Didn't you get some new I stuff? I did. I did get ah, things. These aren't okay. These aren't new things. It's it's like how do you remember when you were like waiting for uh your Papa One Pythons where it's like these things have were were bought like a, a while ago and now they're finally arriving. It's one of those oh, yeah. situations where where this is something that happened a while ago but I got them finally. So yeah. So what was it? Uh Timor Python. Ah, Timor Python. Mm, Very cool. Yep. Yeah, uh, I dig uh, it, 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 Dude, it's, this is the first time I actually had a pair. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I had the one female, which unfortunately I lost uh, sometime last year. She just, she ate, she regurged, and then she died, which is like, okay, I, whatever. Um, but, and I hadn't had them for the longest time. And then we, you know, we're talking and talking and talking and then you run out and get a Timor Python, and I'm like, oh, man, I really miss my Timor Python. And then I'm like, well, that, and then Chris runs out, Chris Foley runs out and gets a pair of Timor Pythons. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, everyone's getting Timor Pythons, and I don't have any. So uh, it would be one of those things where I'm like, eh. And then Chris kind of realized that he uh, had a ton of, Room or needed a, a bunch more room for uh, scrubs, so he offered me his team more pythons, and you know, obviously, I took them up on it. So now I finally have a pair, uh, and I have a female that's probably about the size of a yearling carpet python. Uh, well, I'm sorry, my yearling carpet pythons, um, <laughs> and then I have okay. a boy that's probably about the size of your yearling carpet python. So it's like <laughs> the nice little contrast. The boy is totally chill, doesn't really like the, you know, um, I, I think he's going to be one of those, like, pissers where he just doesn't want to be held, but he doesn't bite. Mm-hmm. The female looks gorgeous, but wants to bite everything in sight. So, I was messing around taking some pictures of them uh, with my cell phone last night. So, uh, they're definitely very cool uh, species, and I'm definitely happy to have them back. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I just... I'm looking at the pictures I over on the yeah, it's cool. I'm, cool I'm going to throw them up on the chat. 
Yeah. yeah, the girl looks definitely very cool. The boy is a little bit darker, but I'm not sure if that's just because of his age. But um, now they're 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 awesome. I uh, I definitely want to move more towards having pairs of random stuff more than just the constant repetitive. Like you know, at one point everything was carpet python, and mm-hmm. that 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 you know, that that gets old. A little bit. I mean, I know that I'm never going to not have How carpet How dare you? But... Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You have more species than I do. So, no. <laughs> um, but, listen, I have to keep some Morelia, otherwise I'm not allowed to be co-host anymore. It's somewhere in the contract. But Correct. Um, That's when we come Python damn radio. Right. <laughs> Can and Owen, anyway, but. Owen has a <laughs> Owen has a side podcast called Colubrid Radio. <laughs> called, it's Colubrid Corner, where ah, all we do is call Colubrid. Oh, you've already thought about it. <laughs> I, 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 I admit nothing. So, and I and I would steal Rob from you. So I would take Rob, and he would be with me. It would be very odd. I can't. I don't I know about do that podcast. dude. I know I can't do a podcast without a Hobbit. So I need one of you. So yeah. it's. Yeah. You might have to go but hire anyway. a new hobbit. <laughs> oh. I think Rob's <laughs> anyway. loyalty is with me. <laughs> of course it is. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> oh. But anyway. Oh, that's cool. Um but no, they're they're cool and then uh um it's definitely one of those things, but like I said, I definitely want to start getting you know, I got the pair of Max, I got the pair of white lips, I got the pair of olives, I got the pair of uh Timors, it's I got the pair of Savus, I got the pair of waters. It's like I want the more random stuff as opposed to be like, you know, this is my fifth tiger carpet in this drawer. It's like I don't and then obviously with all the colubrid stuff, the same thing goes with that. Like the ones the, the my least favorite out of all the colubrids are like my six corn snakes. Why? Because they're goddamn corn snakes. It's like give me something cool. Give me something weird. Give me a pissed off tiny little Madagascan hognose that acts like a cobra. It's like, yes. It's like, that's kind of what I want to see. I want to try to find the stuff that I don't see at reptile shows. And that's where the collection is kind of skewing. Um, yeah. Recently. I mean, I brought uh, an extra because when Chris and I worked out the team more thing, he actually had a trio. So he asked me to sell one of his, the extra female. Um, Damn it. At, I thought uh, it was a male. I, it, dude, I asked, and if it was, I was going to drive it over to your house and be like, take this. So, you know, that's like, don't say no, just hold it. Yeah, exactly. But um, it, it was one of those things where I, I put it on the table, and it got more attention and more looks out of anything else I've ever put on the table because it was a goddamn Timor python, and some people had never even actually seen that, ever. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So. I'll be leaning more towards that way with my collection and uh, we'll still have carpets and we'll still breed carpets, but I want to breed the other stuff too. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody knows my goal and uh, you know, that's kind of like where my head has always been, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I understand what you're saying. It's kind of like you're doing this. Honestly, man, like the more and more, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of like, People say bullshit, <laughs> um, but I'm moving uh, like I dig the morphs and I like that stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that like a lot of the projects that I've been waiting on forever have finally come to fruition. You know, I guess patience pays off. 
Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like I see myself in a direction where I'm going, um, I don't know, maybe away from that and focusing more on the naturalistic. Like, you know, I got, I got a group of, damn it. I got a group of, yeah. uh, <laughs> I got a group of, uh, coastals that, uh, you know, next year it's like, yeah. man, I got all these coastals that could do some pretty cool stuff. Now, most people probably wouldn't give a shit, but, uh, they're pretty sweet, man. They're, like a lot of different looks and like could be selectively bred for and you know that kind of stuff yeah uh, i don't see, know that's, yeah, that's the thing like, is like that's the thing is like my love for the first thing for carp pythons is coastals and then mm-hmm. through doing this show i kind of spread myself into jungles that, that that horrible ij crap that i did for a little bit and failed miserably jungles mm. and a bunch of other stuff and i'm and bread light and i'm finding out more and more that i just want to get back into Coastals. I just want to do straight up coastals. I want to get the localities and I want to get some really kick ass looking line bred stuff and pen this, this, that, and then, and then a couple morphs. And that's where I want to sit. Like I want to be nothing but coastals and eventually I'll start turning that direction. And, uh, it's going to start by coming to your house and taking the entire M pen clutch out of your incubator and running away with it. So, um, you better, you better lock yet. the doors. Yeah, she, she, she hasn't laid yet, but it's like you can see the uh, eggs are about to pop out of her. So I'm up, to, I'm up to I'm up to eight clutches, dude. Eight clutches. I know. I, I, dude, you're like some people, it. Some people will probably say like, "Well, big deal, eight clutches, dude, dude." That and, for and me, we'll say Nick. We will say Nick, go away. We're we're talking about us right now. It's like I understand yeah. eight clutches. Yeah. Okay. But dude, what was so, what, what was the most clutches you what was the most clutches you ever produced? Four. So you've already here's doubled. the thing. I got five more coming. I know. Yeah. So I didn't think that they would go, but you know, I guess giving them the year off really makes a difference, man. It does. Like, it's like, and I and I told you that I might start doing bi yearly breeding. <laughs> it's nah. like you know. Holy well, shit. Well, I hope at some point, like, I can rotate them in and out. You know you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so, like, this female gets off this year. This female breeds this year. This, you know what I mean? And then this, like, going it, back and forth. If it, it, it brings about the uh, – you get more years out of the female. You get more healthy years and stuff like that. You get probably the same number eggs and clutch-wise. And, you know, it's – you're not repeating yourself. Cause that's the biggest thing is like, Oh crap. Another thing of caramels. It's like, that's, that's what kills you. But to do every other year, mix it up, change it up. Give this one off. Don't breed this one this year. Why not? I mean, the boys, you can do whatever the hell you want, but like give a girl or something the year off. Why not? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, with, uh, all the different pythons and stuff that I want to keep, like, you know, mm-hmm eventually it's going to have to come a point where the carpet part of the, the collection is going to have to get narrowed down a little bit, you know? So, which, which I, which is good in a way, because what I'm starting to do is like a lot of het stuff and stuff like that is starting to, like I'm starting to produce visuals, like hopefully, hopefully that happens. (laughs) Please God. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully (laughs) that happens. And then once you start producing visuals, you know, you can start like moving the 
you weed out the there's head. some that I that I won't absolutely move, but then there's other ones that you know you have backup males for this and that and everything else, you know. But yeah. I have such a hard time getting rid of snakes, man, you know, because it's like once you're in my collection, it's like, oh well, I'm gonna keep you in here, and then well, I know, you know what I mean, and it's just like, it's like <laughs> well, let me put it this way: I'm sitting here right now, and there are at least eight snakes that come to mind that once the breeding season is over will leave. And part of them are, some of them are leaving because um, they've been replaced by animals that are either better looking and breeding and they're not. um, And, or they've been replaced because they were part of like a fun little side thing that never panned out. It's like Mm -hmm. right now I have, see, I have about six or seven jungles and I've only gotten jung- I've only gotten eggs out of one female. So I have a giant female that, you know, has never produced for me except for like a slug clutch. And then I have uh-huh. another female that does, that has done nothing. And it's like, all right, well, and on the background, I have carpets that are getting too big for 41 quarts, like coastals, like, like my caramel head exanic girl that I want to breed next year. She's ready to roll and she needs a cage. So, Somebody's getting kicked out because I got to move her because I, that's coastal. That's that's my bread and butter. That's what I want, not, you know, fugly jungle. So it's <laughs> like, have a good, bye. Um, so that's happening. So you know, obviously, and then I have, uh, I have two male bread lie. They got it. One of them's going to end up going. I got a bunch of stuff like that. So it's it's every once in a while you need to look at the collection and trim the fat. Otherwise, you will go crazy and you'll end up with a bunch of the same thing repeating, and that's. It's just dumb. If you're gonna, if you're doing this as a breeding standpoint, obviously there are animals here um, that, regardless of what offspring have you know surpassed them in looks and color, uh, and how long they've been retired, they're never leaving. I mean, you know, I, I would I would never sell some of my original guys because they're my original guys. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I tell you what, man, I am. Freaking so stoked about these poplin pythons, dude! They're so yes. cool. They were <laughs> awesome. Shit. I I, uh, I was not expecting to like them so much, and they felt different than uh, you know I expected them to. They're like a little bit more, um, like I expected them to kind of feel like an Australian ob, but they kind of feel a little bit more like softer or like velvety kind of deal. Um, yeah, but. They're definitely very cool. And they were bright freaking green when... Uh, well, the, the cool thing about these things is they change color. Um, not many pythons yeah. do that. I know Owen Pelly pythons do it. Uh, I know yeah. IJs do a firing up, you know. But, um, you know, these actually, like, really change color. It's, it's pretty wild. I think as they mature into adults, they don't do it as much. I'm not really sure, you know... Uh, what the what the reason would be or why it would do that um you know you would think that maybe it's trying to uh you know change color to heat up but usually it's going darker not lighter you know yeah i don't know but uh oh man they're so cool i did a youtube video today on them uh just showing the difference between them and olive pythons and um Pretty much it comes down to the colors the same, but uh, yes. that's not it, you know. Uh, exactly. 
I mean, anybody who's made that like mistake has never seen them in person. Yeah, and it's not like there's a ton of species out there. I mean, it's a ton of them out there to where, you know, a ton mm. of people are working with them. But uh, I feel so, you know, I feel so lucky that uh, I was able to snag them when I did, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. have them in the collection. So hopefully in uh, five years, who knows, that'll pay off, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. Well, uh, well, let me put it this way. We uh, we, we got them at, at Tinley for you. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. obviously, you know, I'm like, I need to check these. Um, for Eric to make sure that they are um, uh, good. Like, I just wanted an excuse to open the box. Like, to be honest with you, I just really wanted to play with them. So um, we go back behind uh, one of uh, uh, one of uh, the monitor guy's tables and we open them up. I pull out the python and all these monitor dudes, like, stop freaking dead and spin around. And one of them's like, oh, it's a pop one. I'm like, are you really? It's like, just like you got the attention of like an entire row of people at like the right. park for these guys. It was like, Oh my God. So, um, they, they were, it's definitely a really cool purchase. Definitely a really cool species. Um, unfortunately I don't think I would ever have the room for them adult wise, uh, because of what I had to do with my Australian olives, but they would definitely be on my list of, uh, critters to get. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe one day when I uh, produce them, you know. Yeah. In five years, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I I I pulled out an olive python just to show the difference, and you can mm-hmm. I think you can really see the difference in uh, uh, what I was trying to get at, you know, especially with the head, because you know, on an mm-hmm. olive python, the head is freaking so long. It's like longer than any other python that i'm aware of you know but then when you look at the pop one python the head's like you know short like a it's like bulldogish you know it's, it's so exactly than a python and it almost looks colubridish you know what i mean like yeah its head is it, small it, like that in between like it's in between like a cobra and a colubrid like it's just a like you said like the the snout of a of, of, of an australian olive is much more like a retic it's like it comes out it's very long but then right. like a, a pop one is like half of that it, it's like it's like that and they got this much blockier head and i don't want to say like a scrub because scrubs have those snouts too it just doesn't have it so right it, it's definitely a very very different when you're looking at it it's very hard i think to confuse the two if you've seen them side by side also, yeah. uh, Australian olives, the color is not as intense or as uh, interesting as a pop one. I mean, pop ones have like that. They almost have like different color between their head and their belly and their back. It's like different shades, different things. And then that's not even including when they change color. Uh, an Australian olive is just olive. It's like just green. I mean, that's it. So it's like one yeah. base yeah so and you know i'm not saying that they're not cool either you know no uh, no no they're god they, they definitely are uh but uh yes. you know just uh just one of those things but um yeah i you know if you're interested in seeing what i'm talking about then go check out my youtube and you can see uh the video i did um but uh i also threw in there um some some footage of maternal incubation and how i have it set mm. up et cetera, et cetera. but uh 
I figured uh, that would be cool to see. Uh, I, so far, I have two females doing it. Um, nice. And I, I usually go by uh, just how well they wrap around the eggs. If they got a good wrap, then, you know, it looks good. I, I go with it, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, – I'm not – I don't – I don't have the the details to go over, but uh, right before the show, uh, I'm officially going to Australia. So it's official. I will uh, be heading there in 2018. Uh, we're going um, on the East Coast. So it's, <laughs> I know there's silence on the other end, <laughs> but uh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty stoked, man. It's like it's like a dream come true. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to go there, and uh, it's like I just had to pull the trigger, man. You know, so um, as of right now, Rob Stone is uh, headed out there with me, and uh, you know, should be should be a blast. So. I can't wait, man. I'm just, I'm just, it's just going to be nuts to see, you know, like I walk out my, in my backyard, mm-hmm. I might see uh, a fox or a deer or, you know what I mean? Like uh, something crazy, yeah. raccoon, awesome, you know, right? Uh, maybe a garter snake. Uh, but, you know, when we're going to be out in Australia, it's like, oh yeah, you're going to see, you know, monitor lizards and pythons and, Dude, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably be dead uh, by the time I come back. Just going, going, going. But, you know, hell, well, man. I mean, that's... it's like it, it's like you're going, 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 but you're there. You're there, and you may only ever be there once. So go. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you can die when you get home, and you can recover, and you can do whatever. But, like, it, it, it's one of those things that you're going to go, go do it, and freaking pound it out that's awesome don't get killed because uh if you and rob both die out in australia i will not be able to do the show on my own at all <laughs> ever so um it's it's a yeah like really python radio rides with you you know that right. uh it would not be all right so all right but I'll, no uh, it sounds like it's going to be an awesome awesome role and uh uh Hopefully you guys find a bunch of really cool shit. I'm just going to yeah, cry into my I, microphone I mean, now just to mute me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of a cool cool thing that's happening. So uh, I'm excited about that. And, uh, yeah. yeah. But um, so I have um, I, a couple things on the list uh, to, to chat about. But um, I don't know it. if you saw this article that I uh, – shared the other day it was about talking about uh new insights into how southern african rock pythons look after their babies um what yeah so i mean of course i did yeah i, I did not see that <laughs> i posted it up on our, our facebook page but um it, it was a pretty interesting article and and you know basically it was saying that after they hatch after the babies hatch they remain at the nest mm-hmm. site with the mother for the first day or so they remain on the clutch of eggs. Um, but they, uh, regularly trek out to the surface where they bask for short periods, uh, tightly packed together, mm-hmm. um, with, the uh, nest mates. 
Um, at night, the babies rest protected and warmed in their mother's coils in the nest chamber. Uh, the babies shed their skin 12 to 14 days after hatching, and a few days after that, then they dispense and they go out, you know, uh, of the nest. Um, mostly uh, that's happening at night. Um, so, and they were talking about how reproduction, obviously we talk about this, you know, uh, we just talked about it a minute ago doing, talking about maternal incubation, but um, reproduction takes a lot out of females, pythons in general. Um, but then yeah. when you have to have her sit on the eggs, you know, for 50 plus days, I'm not sure how long African rocks, I would imagine they're probably what, like 70 days, you think? Yeah, I'm not sure. I would think that they would be up there like retics and berms and stuff like that. Um, but um, they lose 40% of their pre-laying body mass. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, it crazy. takes a lot out of them. You know, yeah, they don't and, feed. Yeah, in this study that they did, they don't feed during pregnancy, egg, uh, when they lay the eggs, uh, or when they stay with the uh, eggs. Um, and it's about six months. So for six months, they basically don't eat and they just stay there with the eggs. Now, I guess the difference with like African rocks as opposed to like, say, carpets or something like that, um, Mm -hmm. they're basically coming out. So the female turns like real dark black and uh, that's so she can absorb all that heat. And then she basically will leave those eggs um, and then heat up and then go back and, you know, wrap around the eggs again. Um, Mm -hmm. So... And it's basically, they said that they're looking at, uh, it could take a, a couple years for her to recover, uh, their body Jeez. conditions. Um, so, you know, they probably breed, the females probably are breeding like every other year. Um, and males, obviously it's not taxing on the male, uh, as much, but, um, another cool thing that I read about them is that, um, so it was in an article with the Barkers and it was talking about how they, when they go to constrict their prey, what they noticed is that it kind of, they kind of lasso around the prey first and then bite it, which is kind of weird. Like they throw coils around the prey, like, you know, and really? it made me think, yeah. And it made me think like one of the tricks that I use with carpet pythons when I can't get them to eat, especially, um, you know, uh, IJs is that I would tap mm-hmm. them like right behind their jaw, like right where their neck, yeah. like that, you know, that jaw that kind of protrudes <clears throat> out, like right there, boom, yeah. tap it. And to it's el- like to it elicit trigger. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, they, they talked about in that article where they kind of lasso their prey and, and then, and then bite onto it. So um, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, I know they did. Uh, there was a, it was one of those BBC shows where um, I think it was Africa series and uh, it was the Congo episode. And mm-hmm. in that they did show an African rock, um, you know, on a clutch of eggs and basically them hatching out and whatnot. But uh, well, I mean, in African rocks, I mean, we're talking about an animal they can take down an impala. I mean, like those are, <laughs> they're not, those are not, those are not teeny critters. I mean, that's like, it's roughly the size of zero. I mean, like, you know, oh, my God. So, um, and it's one of those things where you're talking about, which um, I may need to borrow one of your African rocks in a couple of years if this thing pisses me off. But anyway, um, 
But it's just like when you're talking about loss of body mass, they they because of the size of the meals that they eat. I mean, how many meals do you think an African rock takes in a year when they're up to the size of eating like Impala? I would say they probably take one or two. I mean, if you're exactly. got, if you're taking a meal like that, I would imagine you're not really. I mean, that must take a while to digest. I would imagine. Yeah, you know, like well, let let's say that maybe one really good female takes three, and that's like freaking unheard of for a year, mm-hmm. and then she sits down. But like all that energy that has to go to making the eggs, laying the eggs, incubating the eggs. I mean, and and, and from what we talked to about the python. Uh, and how much of a furnace they become when they're eating or when they're digesting, and also how much of a furnace they become when they're trying to incubate eggs. They're just going to burn calories. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't even understand how they're even strong enough to get out of the box or out of the nest and then go hunting for a goddamn deer again. It's like, yeah. it's just, it's amazing to me. Yeah, it definitely uh, it fascinated the hell out of me, man. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was um, it just it makes me think that, like, again, you know, I think when we think about our snakes in boxes and stuff and like, you know what I mean? Like, no, um, I guess we think we know them, but do we really? You know what I mean? Like, do we really know what 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 makes them tick? or what they're capable well, of, you know? I don't know if you remember, but one of the first clutches I ever had, um, was African rock. The egg. <laughs> oh yeah. I've, I've, I've bred a million African rocks. I just never told you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Six years. Never told you. No. Anyway. Right. Um, one of the first clutches of carpet pythons I ever had, um, the mom laid the eggs, pulled the eggs, wash her down, put her in the, uh, put her in her cage. Right. Uh, months go by and the eggs hatch and as the eggs are hatching I ended up like just picking up the shells and throwing them on top of a cage the damn cage I threw them on top of was their mother's cage so I turn around and now she's coiled up all the newspaper in her cage and she's like shaking and I'm like are you serious and we have to go through the whole process of wetting her down and doing all that stuff this is months she had not seen the eggs so again going back to do we really know what makes these things tick I would say hell no, and I would also say that they are not acting like their wild counterparts because they are born and raised in a box. Like, if you were to breed your African rock pythons, or I'll say when you breed your African rock pythons, and if you decide to do maternal incubation, you're not going to leave the babies in there with their mother for however long it would take for them to have their first shed. Probably not. You know, because you're looking at... uh... You know, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I would try to see how long it goes. Well, but I think I, the I fear think is, is always they're going to get crushed. You know, exactly. This because this thing is she's not going to act the way that this mother did because it's not the same scenario. She might not be able to move around enough to avoid them. Plus, also in the wild, she might crush one or two. But it's the wild. Who knows? You know, it's when it comes to the cage, she can't really move around uh, to avoid them. It, tremendously she might roll over them she might totally forget they're there it's like well, I, I think for the safety of them you'd pull it well that's one of well as because I, i've watched them incubate eggs what happens right. is 
once they go to PIP, which I want, I guess they feel it, you know, that would be my, I, guess. Oh, I like imagine they, they know they, they feel the eggs, like, you know, the baby's trying to get out. Uh, maybe they don't right, yeah. feel that movement the rest of the time, but they kind of like, they kind of still coil around the eggs, but they, they open up the top, you know, right. At least that's what I've seen. And, um, you see, I mean, if you just Google, uh, you know, Python internal incubation, something baby. like that, yeah. internal incubation, you'll get whatever you'll see stuff like that, but it's kind of like they, you know, that's where you get that money shot where you're always kind of, you know, you'll see the little, little snakes pipping out of the eggs. And to me, that's what it's all, it, it you know, that what makes it so cool. And um, I'm curious to see how it plays with other Python species, you know, and right. I can talk about it. You know, but I don't have any direct, um, you know, experience with it, which it's kind of like, you know, what I'm excited about to learn these little things that are different from species to species, uh, but still being a python, you know. Um, I will admit that when my Dominican Red Mountain Boa had her baby, she was very aware of where they all were. And she was also very uh, protective, almost of them. She kind of she kind of had them all in one corner and she was kind of putting herself between me and them. Um, it was like that kind of a thing. So I know they would be aware of that. It's just that I wouldn't know if because they are in a cage as opposed to, let's say a big mound that like if mom has to go someplace to avoid the little ones, she can, would you be running the risk of more danger to the babies because it's a cage? Huh. Just because of the know. space. I mean, like, maybe she will not. Right. She, maybe she has no intention of, like, deliberately hurting them. But because of, just because I've always been able to move around the cage like this, she would, like, just train them. I mean, like, I don't know. And it's like, I don't think I would be, uh, I mean, like, you've never left your baby IJs that have maternally incubated in with their mother for, till their first shed. Um. I think no, I, I not till their first shed though, no, no. But I yeah. did wait for them to all pip. Um, oh yeah, that's fine. I no, I don't. I don't think mom's going to start whipping around and acting normal, normal-ish in her cage. No, she does for a couple she of days. Stayed, yeah, she stayed on the eggs. I, you know, I think the surprising thing that like really surprised me with that whole situation was how mm. in tune she is with what's going on and i guess the yeah. other part is i don't know if uh is general the right word i mean just like you well know, like, yeah I, I would imagine they could be you know just like very very not it, the movement is different i don't i don't know how to explain cautious. It. and again i mean they're, I, they're, i mean they're cautious around the little ones yeah, and I've only done it a few times, so I mean, honestly, right. my you know, it's just my observations, and you know, it could right. be that an, just that one animal, you know. Um, well, but um, I mean, if a mother crocodile could pick up all her little ones without ripping into each and every single one, you know, a, a, a mother snake is going to know what these all are and who they all are. I mean, obviously, you'll probably have bad moms who just run over every single baby. And obviously right. you have bad moms who are like, oh, good, snacks are here. Like, there's that. Like, you can't avoid that. But I would want to believe that they would be 
cautious or gentle or actually even watch over them. It's just that I'm saying that how much of this is a learned thing because that's how the snake's mother did it. I mean, are we even going that far? Like, you know, baby sea turtles come back to the same beach because that's where mom went. Um, Does a mother snake know to not run over the babies because mom didn't run over her? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess uh, we're getting into the weeds now. Oh, my God. You know, in that article, the one thing that I would say, and this is where it kind of sucks that, like, the scientific world is kind of separated from the hobby world is that um, they talk about um, that she changes color. Uh, for six months, yeah, almost black during that six month cycle, and this process um, is known as folliculative melanism. Uh, has not been reported in snakes before, but I would disagree with that. I mean, bread I would lie, disagree too. No, bread lie turn really red right before they're about to. Now they turn right? black. I mean, the bread lie get dark. I they mean, get dark. Yeah, you pull you pull a bread light out of uh, out of cooling, and that thing's just like black. I mean, they're dark, and part of me thinks that that's just going to where they were in the wild, where you know they're trying to soak up as much sun as they can when it's there. Um, and uh, I mean, we've definitely seen color changing in animals that are either. Uh, laying eggs or about to lay eggs if we want to go all to the hormonal blue stuff when it comes to chondros. But so I think that you've definitely seen color changes when it comes to uh, having eggs and stuff like that. And now I think it would be probably because they want to make sure they absorb as much heat as possible, even if they are in a burrow or something like that hidden underground. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you seen any, it any on, little uh, hype, yeah, yeah. If you've seen it on planet Earth, um, I mean, not planet Earth, the BBC uh, at the series uh, Africa. You know, you could she's really dark in that in that okay. shot that they have her. You know, I think in this article that I posted up, um, there's a little video, and they actually show one of the moms uh, basking right outside the nest. And, um, something happened and she went in, she went back into the nest, but she went pretty quick, pretty quickly. Um, she kind of, she kind of hustled into there. Um, so they're definitely aware, uh, of, of what's going on. uh, Then it makes even more sense. I mean, like, and that's what I was talking to a few people. Uh, you know, we always see these darker snakes from these areas where, the amount of sun is so limited or they have to get out or it's really cold in those areas. So they have to get out, soak up as much sun as possible and then, you know, go hide or go do about their business. So it would make sense to me that she would turn darker during her egg incubation because she knows she's got a limited amount of time to be out of the nest. So she's got to soak up as much heat as possible to get back in with the eggs. Yeah. What's uh, what's cool in this article, they talk about you talking about that, you know, just that, but the body temperatures of receptive, pregnant uh, and brooding females um, were more than five degrees Celsius warmer than nonproductive females. So um, even the body temperatures uh, of the baby attending mothers are higher than the non-breeding females. Um, So, again, 
why why are the temperatures higher? I guess it could be to help with egg development in the female, maybe uh mm-hmm. help with obviously help with incubation. Um uh then, you know, once those babies start to hatch, uh I would think that uh they talk about that the babies um would help uh digest that last remaining egg yolk uh once they are yeah. I, yeah. Oh my! I was like, I'm like, why the hell would the babies be curling up? It's because they they're born with full bellies. Oh my god! Holy crap, kids! We're tying stuff from last week's episode to this week's episode. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah. It's almost Holy like shit. you should listen to all of them. Yeah, last week was a good episode, man. I I I was quite happy with that uh, how that turned out. Uh, there was some things in there that like really kind of surprised me and maybe kind of like really think about think about things and obviously it's not something that i'm gonna go and change you know that would be the one thing that i would recommend like listening to these different breeders and keepers and scientists and stuff talk and you know they come on the show and like the one mistake that i made is that you know like you hear it and you're like oh okay well i'm gonna do that and i think i think long term that's that's really what what hurts some of the breeding uh, of certain species. It's just that you're, we're changing it too much. It's like, just kind of pick a lane and stay in it and see what kind of works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, little tweaks I, I get, but like when you're doing major changes, you know, you know, and what I mean by that is like, um, uh, like you're going to totally change the way you, uh, to uh, temperatures and stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, it totally mm-hmm. screwed me up. Oh, I just got a message that my pythons of the world three book will be in the mail tomorrow. Oh my God. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> this is a great you, week. You know they had, <laughs> oh, you know, they had those, they had those at Tinley and like, I was, I, I saw them Friday and I was expecting Wait, them. To they had be, them for sale. I, um, Yeah. Oh wow! I really That's suck at this. Cool. Matt got mad at me because I didn't tell him about boas. Now you're gonna get mad at me about books. You can't just send me places by myself. <laughs> is what the Holy lesson shit, is here. You know, Jesus. Yeah, That's it. Anyway. No more trips for you by yourself. <laughs> I know. I really shouldn't be let out alone. And you no. know, it's six years. You Clearly, know this. I know. Anyway, I was expecting them to be gone, but they, they I guess they had enough and they were hanging out for the next day. But uh, Saturday, I definitely saw a bunch of people walking around with them. So that was cool. Yeah, that's cool. I have to build up my reptile library. Yeah. Yeah, my, my library is going pretty good, man. I, I almost collect yeah. them as much as I collect snakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, well. Well, I, I collect tattoos, so you know that's something I have okay. that you know. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll just do that. It works for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's that's going to be an awesome book, man. I think. I, yeah. I, I can't imagine it not being. I mean, just talking about all those species that uh, you know are near and dear to our hearts. Uh, you know, uh, just all the crazy scrubs and you know. Uh, yeah. Picks and. And all kinds of shit. Uh, that's good. How's your retic doing, man? Are you? Uh, I love her. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's so they're cool, cool snakes. <laughs> they're really cool snakes too, man. <laughs> she's my. She's like my, my. She is. She is. Like the plug-in that I've been missing back to like the pet 
snake that yes. I've not had since I was since I had like a king snake in college. It's like because she's not for breeding. I will never breed her. She's right. Perfectly well behaved. I open the drawer. She comes out not like quickly, not like uh, I want food. She settles on my shoulders and just lays there. And it she's my favorite. Like I will save cleaning her cage to last just so I can hang out with her. Like, cause I'm done with everybody else in the room. So uh, I brought her to my cousin's birthday because they asked me to bring some snakes uh, and like entertain the kids, I guess. So I brought a, a corn snake. I brought my male olive python and I brought my retic. And uh, the corn snake and the olive were like out and everybody kind of thought they were cool and stuff of like that. And then they went away. The retic was out for a while. I mean, she was, and she behaved perfectly and she ate that like the next day. So I am very happy with her. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be things that I already kind of have plans. Um, she's going to be, she's in the snake room right now just because I don't have any place for her. But uh, I will be moving her into, when she gets a little bit bigger, I'm going to move her into her own cage outside of the snake room. So she'll kind of probably, I think she might even be uh, in the bar area. So uh, I think I'll be happy with that when she gets out of there. So nice. More of like the solidifying that she's the, the pet snake and not the, not ever the breeding thing. But, um, and I was talking with um, uh, Garrett, Garrett Reach Out Reptiles about yeah. the retics and stuff like that. And he was, uh, I was checking out his, um, all his little one of uh, his uh, super dwarfs. I was talking with him and he's like, I heard you, you jumped into retics. I'm like, I got my one. And I'm like, and it's cool. And because I have her, I don't feel the, uh, the need to quickly grab another one. Although these are all horribly tempting. And he's like, yeah. So, and he was showing me some of those things and they were gorgeous. And like the females of his, uh, the like proven adult females for the size of my olive pythons. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Kid males. Yeah. I have corn snakes bigger than his males. And I'm like, Oh my freaking God. So yeah, they're on the list. You know, dude. <laughs> they should, if, if you're, if you're out there and you've been kind of on the fence about something like, you know, I, I mean, we always talked about it before that, Oh man, retakes were gorgeous, but I can't deal with the size. I can't deal with it. There are, options out there and a super dwarf or dwarf is just i think phenomenal it's the colors and the attitude that we kind of always wanted and it's the size is just perfect so um you know i hope him and uh matt and other people like that just keep cranking them out because i think they're awesome so uh and you need to stop me now before i end up like getting three of them so (laughs) yeah you with three retics will be very uh, will be a very strange. I don't want for sure. It'd be very <laughs> weird. I mean, like you, it'd, it'd be like it'd be like if I called you one day and said, Eric, I want all the coastals gone. I want to do nothing but IJs. You would, honest to God, ask who I was and what I've done with Owen. I mean, yeah. that's just, I, yeah. I mean, there you go. I might do like the prodigal son and just like welcome you, like, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> you finally see the light. It's like no. no. <laughs> Welcome, I my son. Welcome. I love how quickly you just accept it. No questions. You're like, clearly Owen's this now. It's like, no, you had like you didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool, God. 
Oh, but uh, man, so many, so much time, so many snakes to to try to work with, and so little. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and what's funny is that next year is actually going to be one of my big years for uh, my colubrids because uh, a lot of my stuff will be old enough to breed. Um, My Vietnamese blue beauties will be big enough and old enough to breed. Uh, My northern pine snakes will be big enough. and it's just like we're slowly inching our way up there. I mean, obviously, the red-tailed green rat snakes were kind of like a quick pick, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But same thing with the hogno- the uh, western hognoses. I kind of added them late. So I'll actually have my full year to get a crack at those guys the right way. And uh, I'm definitely excited for this kind of stuff. Um, I would uh, very much like to add, there's, there's one thing. Uh, when we were out in Illinois... Uh, we got to go see a friend of Andrew and Brian's, his pet shop. And right. he had uh, black pine snakes. And okay. I I want them so badly. It's ridiculous because it's so, a... It, you, is it a ahead. color? Is it a morph? Is it a locality? What what? Explain to me a novice a, of colubrids. All right. So I, 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 the black pine, I think, is its own separate species i don't think it's a morph or anything like that it's its own thing um which is why it is becoming a little bit more difficult and more rare because it has been labeled as an uh i believe it's at this point an endangered species uh okay so in certain states like in illinois you're not even allowed to breed them because you're not allowed to have breeding of endangered species that are in private hands blah 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 blah, blah. so right. that's the thing um it's just like pennsylvania i can breed and i cannot leave the state you know they cannot cross okay. state lines so okay. i desperately want a pair of these things because it is like somebody took one of my northern uh pine snakes my black and white pine snakes and took a can of like matte black spray paint and just covered the whole snake wow so they're gorgeous and uh, so it, i would love like a, pair. a mexican black king snake or milk snake or yes whatever it's almost so, like, like it's that. almost like a mexican black king snake but they're they don't have the same kind of shiny iridescence that a mexican black uh-huh. king snake has and uh-huh. so it's like a matte like i said a matte black it's like a dark black and they have the head of a pine snake or a bull snake or a gopher snake um so they kind of have that like stumpy kind of arrowheady pointed head and they do kind of hiss and flare up and they got those keeled scales and stuff like that. So they are a little, they're cool like that. So, um, and like you throw a keeled scale at me, I, I, I just, I just want it. So yeah, they're, yeah. Brian, uh, Holt says that it was added to the federal list. So yes, they are one of those things. Um, so I am working at trying to find some in the state. I keep hearing rumors that there are, some available and uh if you are listening to my voice and you're in the state of pennsylvania and have black pine snakes please for the love of god call me um but uh they're definitely very cool species and i just i want them yeah i often wonder like you know uh one that you can't find anywhere is um is uh what do you call it um indian pythons right so i'm like i'm thinking like there has to be you know, somebody in the state of Pennsylvania that has 
I guarantee there's like somebody that's been keeping them forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think of just all the people at Hamburg that just randomly are there and it's just like, they're, you know what I'm saying? Like you've been there. I know. I totally get it. (laughs) You know, and it's just like some, some guy that's in his sixties comes in like, Oh yeah, I got a group of those. You're you're not that far off. It happens all the damn time. All the damn time it happens at Hamburg. And you know what? I've seen it happen with Andrew and those monitors all the damn time. Somebody just right. comes walking up and says they got this, and he goes bullshit, and then they show it to him, and he's like, "What the hell?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I bought him at, I bought him at this show out of a bin at a Havard of Grace, and I've been keeping them in my basement. They bred for me eight times." It's like, well, "Why the hell didn't you tell anybody?" It's like that. That happens a lot. I mean, you know, uh, or how many times? I'm waiting for the guy who comes walking in and says it's a berm, and you're like, "No, it's not." Like that'll probably happen too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I, I you know I don't know. I I think about uh, I think about that and like you know how do you find that person? Like African rocks were like that. You know I couldn't find them yeah. anywhere. And then uh, I somehow stumbled upon this guy that uh, was in Pennsylvania that that had a pair. You know, and I was like, oh okay, so finally somebody. And this was back when the Lacey Act was still in effect. So it was like, yeah. um, you know, well, at least I know somebody in Pennsylvania that has them, you know, and I, even Andrew, I know he, uh, oh, yeah. was like, if Eric ever decides like, oh, to sell shit. them, yeah. I want them, you know, <laughs> exactly. you can find them, you know, exactly. So I mean, because it, when you get down to it, Andrew was a snake guy and before he ever did the monitors. So he appreciates the, oh man, I've never seen, I haven't seen those in so long. I mean, those are the things he gets excited about now. So, uh, you know, it's one of those, the rocks were just something cool that you just stumbled upon. You find all this crazy shit. Yeah. That's what happens. Are you still there? It says you're yeah, I'm right here. Oh, that oh. was weird. I clicked over and your that mic was, was very weird. Why did yeah. you do that? I was in the middle of, I've said so many profound and nice things about you in those small <laughs> seconds where I was most muted. And now you will never hear them. No, so. I continue to hear you, but uh, Damn it. <laughs> when I clicked on the thing, it was, uh, I couldn't. But um, Oh, good. So everybody else just didn't hear me. Whatever. So Apparently, there's some kind of technical difficulties. Uh, Surprise. Uh, Surprise. Going on with people <laughs> trying to listen to the show. <laughs> I just set the um, link over. Couldn't there you go. Click away. Huh. Huh. Okay. I know. I don't know what the problem is, but uh, well, uh, I heard that uh, we have, we were having some. A uh, friend of mine works at Comcast, and uh, a lot of stuff wasn't working this morning. And he said a lot of things with an iPhone were not communicating correctly. So uh, if you're having iPhone huh. issues, it could you could base it back to that. I hear they're not working. Apple was not playing nice with people this morning, apparently. So uh, we're sorry. Uh, you can always download us and play later. Um, and, uh, just remember we do have the back catalog that you can go back and listen to as well. Yeah. So, uh, another thing that I saw and it kind of sucks, uh, for Terrell, Mm. um, I don't know if you saw that post, but he had that beautiful granite female. Um, yeah. And, uh, basically she laid eggs, but, uh, she had, I guess, some issues with laying them, uh, I guess size wise, oh. et cetera, et cetera. But uh, 
long story short, unfortunately, they had to put her down. Uh, no. She, well, no, she, I think she, maybe she, maybe she died as she was uh, laying. Anyway, they did mm. a, um, uh, they did a necropsy and uh, she mm. suffered from an ovarian tear and oh, she's been bleeding internally, which kind of sucks. But, um, you know, it goes back yeah. to that um, couple points that came up with that, that I, I kind of thought were, worthy of maybe chatting about for a second one yeah you know if you have a prized animal like that you know do you just keep it and kind of just work with it and have it well appreciate it or do you try to breed it to try to replicate that you know i guess like in our mind it's like always trying to replicate 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 you know what i mean so yeah yeah i'll admit yeah yeah you know and um, I guess fortunately they got some eggs um, out of the deal. Uh, hopefully they make mm-hmm. it so that you know maybe they can at least something comes out of it. But um, you know I don't know. It's always something that I go back and forth with, like uh, you know especially with the granite well, stuff. So for people that don't know, it's yeah. like, it's it's been severely inbred. Um, yeah. And uh, you know uh, I think it was Nick who was doing some kind of study um, a while ago for, for, um, for twinning uh, in Mm -hmm. in carpet. So they did some DNA tests and the results came back that they were, they were ridiculously inbred, Um, which goes back to another thing. Like when you're trying to establish a morph and stuff, man, it's so important Mm -hmm. for the long term, uh, you know, of that morph that you're, you're you're doing it right, not just trying to get it done as fast as you can to make the quick puck, you know. But yeah, um, what kind of sucks is, you know, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but like, you know, they kind of all kinds of screwed up shit happens with them. But apparently, the females yeah. have issues when it comes to laying eggs, and uh, you know, uh, it's just it's it's not it's not good. Um, but people didn't pay. People really didn't try to outcross it, and then Nick did. And I was I, honestly, I was worried about this this year because I, I was, I kind of was stupid, and I got an exanic male and a granite female. I should have flip flopped it, but I mm-hmm. looked good, you know. And I was like, all right, let me give it a try. So I bred her. And she did great. She had a great clutch. She didn't wrap around them good, but she did. She had a great clutch. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I, I did see that picture. But yeah, she, I, and, and you know what? It's funny because last year when Balin bred my het granite, who mm-hmm. my het granite was like uh, from some of the breedings in Germany. She came from Precision. Like, I mean, like we're talking like first gen. So she is horribly inbred he had a huge problem with the eggs with her all that crap she she did she did a, the egg all, we i think she had 14 eggs and like all of them went bad except for like seven and she didn't wrap them she didn't do anything she threw them all over the cage so it's just one of those things where like you said it might just be that they because they weren't really kind of treated other than to 
quickly reproduce it in the beginning that we're having we're still having a problem from it. Yeah, and um so the good news is is that um the female that I got, uh I purchased yeah. from Nick and um I think it was like one of the first years that he started to actually outcross. Um Right. So he outcrossed, made hats, then bred the hats back and produced visuals that were, you know, somewhat outcrossed. And although she is a bit goofy, like you can tell that she's <laughs> she's she's a little bit goofy, a little jaggish, mm. you know. But uh she she laid a good clutch. So, you know, and I think I, I wanna say that Nick has produced some some you know, uh pure granite stuff that uh has been outcrossed and he hasn't had any issues. So, um, yeah. Uh, didn't he go like, uh, didn't he go somewhere into the nineties with his outcrossing of granites to like, we're talking like wild caught IJs going like that far out before he came back in or something like that. No, I think he's at like, um, he's bred the highest that he's gone is like 60%. Um, it's still better than like, a half a percent, I guess that they were at, or I don't know. It's like zero point zero percent outcrossing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think albino olive pythons have the same issue. Um, I would not be surprised. Yeah, so. you know, it's. I think you have that issue with anything that was uh, recessive. I mean, why are why is every single educational animal you see an albino Burmese python? Because albino berms are so horribly inbred that they don't act like Burmese pythons. They just kind of lay there. So it's like, you know, (laughs) of course. Um, And Uh, I, 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 I think the only thing that has saved um, Darwin's albino Darwin's is because everybody wanted to make albino morphs. So they literally took their albinos and didn't breed them to other Darwins, they threw them like jags and tigers and everything else under the sun. So it's like it, it, we outcrossed it by throwing it in with all the mixes. Well, the cool thing with the Darwins is, is that there is five bloodlines uh, of Darwins, and three of them, well, two of them are not related to the albino. Yeah, that's um, the good thing. Two of them. I hope I get this right. Two of them are the original albino line. Uh, there's another albino line. And then there is, uh, you know, other animals that are not related at all. Um, yeah. So, which was my whole plan with that was to sort of, uh, to sort of, you know, outcross the albinos. But I got to be honest, man, like, really, like, I just want to refine the regular Darwins. Like, they get no yeah. love. <laughs> they get no love at None all. None whatsoever. I, I'm telling like, you, it, wait. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's like with Darwin, it's like albino popped up in this line, and then Darwin's kept going. You had multiple lines. It's where you start having problems is when the morph pops up in one animal. And yeah then what they feel they need to do is immediately take that one animal and cross it back to either a parent or a sibling. And then, holy crap, we got more quick back to a parent or a sibling. It's like, that's, that's where you have the problem. It's if it pops up in multiple animals, you can kind of outcross a little bit, which is like, I think 
rather than immediately attempting to reproduce by doubling down back in on itself, if you just took it and, and, and kind of spread it out immediately, you'd have a much better go with the animals. So yeah, you know, that's why I think so, you're hitting problems with the olives because wasn't it just all stemming from one albino olive that popped up? Oh well, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, so but, you um, I, I think the, uh, the, the thing that, I think the thing that back in like, you know, 2009, 2008, that was giving mm-hmm. some people some hope. Uh, I remember talking to Nick about this is that at the time they were breeding like granite jags, um, granite zebras, right. stuff like that, um, which, you know, were having no issues, you know? Yeah. So obviously the outcrossing was, was helping. Or otherwise, it would have mm-hmm. maybe run the lines of uh, the jag type of deal. Like, you know, do you continue to keep doing <laughs> this? You know what I mean? Like, well, I, that's something um, I struggle with, man. Like the jag thing is kind of like one of those things where I'm kind of like, oh man, do do I do I try to phase these out? Do I not? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I, I see both sides well, of it, but it's it's kind of like. I, I, I get it, and I, but I mean, like, you could totally build a successful and good breeding program not doing jag the jag and not breeding siblings with each other. I mean, you can totally do it. It's going to cost you a little bit more money. It's going to cost you a little bit more time, but it can be done. Um, right. And that's just the way you got to do it. And, you know, obviously, I've never bred uh, siblings to each other. Um, and normally, you know, obviously I have animals that are of different relations and stuff like that, that, and I'll go grab an animal here or grab an animal there, but I've never actually just done that. So, and I don't intend to, so you can definitely do it when it comes to, um, breeding outside of Jaguar. Again, you could totally do it. If you just don't want to have Jags, why not? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not bashing them at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm just no, saying, I'm just like, saying. If that's it, if you're, it's your personal preference. You do you, boo. You know, if that's uh, what you want, if you, don't, if you don't feel comfortable with it, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't it, feel com- I don't feel comfortable breeding siblings, and I don't feel comfortable breeding Jag the Jag, so I've never done it. One season, I was like, oh, crap, I had far too many Jags. And I had to actually like sit down a few animals because I would have had nothing for them to breed to except a jag, so I just didn't do it. So it, it right. it's all right. It's whatever. So do you don't breed siblings at all? I've never bred siblings. Really? Huh. I yep, I've never I've hatched stuff, I've raised them, and I've got them up to size, but I've never bred uh siblings. I've gotten close where I bred um half siblings, I guess is what it would be for my original high cons, mm-hmm. uh, from Dave Prada because he had same father, different mothers, but mm-hmm. I've never actually done like siblings. Like I've never taken like a guy, a, a male I hatched and a female I hatched and bred them. If, if I ever did it, it was because I either didn't know or, you know, something like that. I've never intentionally bred siblings. Hmm. Pythons, that. Collie birds, I don't care. 
<laughs> who cares about them? Who cares about Colubrids? Yeah. So, right. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I have bred siblings. I, you I monster. <laughs> this show is over. Yeah, I have done it. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, so now that you're seeing people having clutches and stuff, is there anything on the radar that you're keeping an eye on that uh, you're hoping My to maybe My own collection pick? as I scream at them, but, you know. Are you freaking uh, out? All right. <laughs> I'm a little, oh, dear God. <laughs> you got to understand. You got to understand. Normally, I'm like 60 eggs right now. And because yeah. Venus retired and Trinity went in and, and I didn't breed Trinity immediately, I have nothing. And I'm panicking. And like the freaking thing on my news feed on Facebook is like, you remember this four years ago? And it's like all these eggs. And then you're like, oh, clutch number 27, Owen. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, I, and like Matt's like, finally got a good clutch. I'm like, God damn it. Matt has a clutch now. And Matt's like, oh, no, this is my eighth one. I just didn't tell you guys about the other seven. I'm like, oh, my freaking God. So, yeah, I am losing my mind over here. So, and I, <laughs> I'm second guessing everything. Whether they whether they're breeding, or well, which ones are boys? Uh, if this is an ovulation swell or gravid, I'm like, and I'm doing this as my female super caramel is twisted on herself like a pretzel, where my brain is like, you know what this is, you know you're fine, but then that lizard brain in the back of my head is like panic. It's like that's <laughs> going on over here. So yeah. it's like it has been hell. So. In a week or two, when I have, like, a jungle clutch, I probably will feel better. And then uh, April should fire with a bunch of clutches in April. And, I, you know, it's April, May, if I start getting clutches, I'll feel better. If I get all the way to, like, June with nothing, I, I, will, uh, I will panic. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, whatever. They come, they come, they don't, they don't. Yeah. So what's your, your first clutch is a jungle clutch? Yeah. My first clutch coming should be uh Delia scat. It's a repeat pairing from last year, a Delia scatter shot male to a Mojo reptiles, uh, female. Um, okay. I had, she had 10 eggs last year and okay. all but four went downhill and I hatched out four girls and they all look great. I mean, for color and, uh, progression wise, I mean, they all look, phenomenal so i really am excited to see what she does um after that i'm probably going to get a clutch of tiger carpets um from a normal tiger to a a red tiger male and then shortly after that i should get a clutch of red tigers and then i should get a clutch of caramel head exanic um which same deal happened with the caramel head exanic last year uh i had the clutch it was a small clutch a lot of the eggs ended up going bad, but uh, four baby ha- four babies hatched, and I got uh, two boys, two girls. Um, and I posted up a picture of uh, one of my caramel hats from last year on my uh, Facebook yesterday. I'll chuck her in the feed real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one I'm keeping her. She's mine. But it's like <laughs> I, I definitely want to see them go a little bit uh, better. Uh, Cause starting to get that caramel color. So that'll be cool. The other thing is that, uh, you know, and then of course, like I've seen locks from uh, my exanic male to my tiger, my, 
caramel jag to my Lemke coastal coastal female. Uh, uh-huh. My caramel jag to my caramel tiger. It's like I've seen all these things. Um, and my exanic male to Trinity, my 32 egg laying female. So I might have a shit ton of head exanics. Like, you know, that's, I might be drowning in them, but, uh, you know, and we'll go from there. Obviously my bread lie is still with you. So if by June, I don't have any eggs over here, I'm going to put so much pressure on you. It's going to be, you you might not want to speak to me. Like Eric, my season rides and dies with you. <laughs> yeah. I was Your thinking ability about... to breed red lie. <laughs> I was thinking about pulling her out. Like I've, I, she's been cool, uh, you know, the yep. whole time. Um, yeah. So I guess the, the, the course of action, let me ask some advice uh, as far as this yep. goes, uh, pull her out, warm her up, feed her, put the pair together. Yes. Correct. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I did. Um, a lot of times at bread light, cause it's like, they, they, they never turn off of food. Like I've seen mine at like, 60 degrees going like you can come in here to feed us now right and i actually had a uh one of the worst bites i ever got was from one of my my female bread lie like during right. winter she's like cold as shit and bit and wrapped me because she was hungry so i'll usually uh cool them separately then i will uh bring them back into the room uh feed them and then introduce and right now uh because i have two boys here i've been kind of swapping with my breadle female seeing which one she kind of takes a liking to more um uh, and one of my males turned like real dark and the other one didn't so i'm not sure what the hell that means if i might have because the male that turned really dark is actually the newer boy i just picked up not my proven male so uh i'm like are you a girl <laughs> it's like this is this is one of those things that's going through my head right now so i may have to reprobe her it him whatever so right i don't know yeah hmm yeah i guess uh i guess i I gotta do that (laughs) yeah i guess Uh, so i mean well the weird thing is is that when i bred my bread lie and actually got the eggs um i was still at my mom's place and uh i had them in my bedroom in the cages that i set up there for the white lips so they were on the bottom and they were locking in january when they were together, because I put them together for cool down. Ton of locks, all this other stuff. I didn't get eggs until, um, I want to say August. So, and obviously, like, I, they were cooled throughout the whole thing, even though they had locked once or twice. I warmed right. them up, and I kept them together, and I didn't see them lock a single time when they were warmed up. And then eggs came in August. So... And I know for a fact that it wasn't, it, it, it couldn't have been the locks in January that did it. So they must have been locking it when I wasn't looking. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give it a try. It would be cool to, uh, um, you know, add that Trust them off your to list. the list. You know? Yeah. Not that I don't have a ton of them that breed myself, but just to say, <laughs> I brought some bread. Red Lives. Done. Yeah. You can now do the cold species too. You know that's uh, it's one of those things where uh, I'm definitely hoping to add more pythons to the uh, list of shit that's come out of here. Um, the white lips have eaten and stopped trying to kill each other, so I think I just might need to keep them like well fed for the next couple months in order to keep them together. So, um, 
but they typically go uh are they uh spring breeders or winter breeders i've heard so many different things it's ridiculous i've heard ah. cool them down treat them like bread lie and they'll breed in the spring i've heard treat them like your other pythons and they'll go in winter on their lines or um i think ryan even said do your normal thing and they'll catch on eventually and just do what they're supposed to do. So I, I, at this point, I don't know. So we'll see them and the olives. No idea what's going on with them. So, huh? Mm -hmm. That should be interesting. Once I try to start breeding these, (laughs) these other species and stuff. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, well, I mean, uh, I mean, certain things I think I would want to try. I, I mean, I think Chris said that he got uh, one of his females to uh, kind of stop, refuse food and get a little bit bigger, which he and I were talking and he's like, do your females eat uh, when they're gravid? I'm like, every single one of my girls, like I had a girl eat and then like a week later she dropped eggs. So like my girls eat, like it doesn't matter. And like that right. night I went to feed and like six of my females refused food. I'm like, y'all are going to make me liars. You know, I'm like, all right, you all better be making eggs. Like every single one of you better drop eggs now because of this crap. So it's one of those things. Um, it's, a, uh, you know, just every season throws you for loops, which is why I know you were talking earlier about Terrell's uh, granite. Uh-huh. And do you breed the prize animal? It's like, I think everybody here has bought the prize animal because, of a breeding project or a breeding program or something you wanted to do with it. Yeah. And you have to understand is that breeding is not safe. I mean, there's a lot of shit that can go wrong and it can go wrong very quickly. And if you're not prepared for the fact that you could lose an animal, uh, don't even try. Right. And, uh, it's like, was it last year, one of my top breeders, I came in to her sitting on her clutch in a pool of her own blood. And it was like, are you freaking serious? What the hell? And uh, she had something that just happened. And I thought she was going to be dead that night. And she didn't. I pulled the eggs and I'm like, all right, well, you know, she probably will never eat again and she'll probably die. And she ate. I'm like, all right, well, probably something will go wrong. And She'll end up dead in a month or two. It, nothing came wrong. And it was always the, I think I posted up of what happened last year. And there were a few people who were like, well, give her the year off and try again. I'm like, okay. Uh, like clearly bad things happened here. So I, I just retired her. I'm not even like, uh, there was no point. And I'm not going to risk her for it because I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to lose her because I had to get one more clutch out of her. No point. Right. I have six of her daughters, four of her sons. She's done. She's good. So, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I guess that's what I mean. Is like, you know, at what point do you say, okay, well, I tried. You know, like my M Pen girl, she's kind of like that. If I was nervous about any, you know, pairing this year, is because remember I had that issue with her a couple of years ago yeah. where she had retained eggs and stuff like that, and it's like. Oh man, she's just so nice. Do I not? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> do I? Yeah. Do I? Do I hold off and and not breed her, or you know, what do I do? And it's just like, all right, well, I gave it a shot, and let's see what happens. So, you know. Well, 
here's the thing. You gave her a shot, and let's say she's successful. So now you hold back, let's say, two of her daughters, and now she, you're done. You can retire. You're good. Bye. Right. Yeah. You know. And then I would just you also give them, you, know, you also give your good and uh, he can take the M Pen Coastals and be happy, and uh, <laughs> he'll breed them. <coughs> so yeah, <laughs> shit, I'd have, sure I'd have to breed siblings. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would do a wonderful job next You're year. Damn uh, right, I would. <laughs> so here's a question: I know you probably yep. haven't th- thought about this at all, but um, have you not. thought about breeding what you're breeding next year? <laughs> well, after six years, I would say that you probably have rubbed off on me a little bit. Where ah. instead of just throwing jello at the wall, I do have a solid plan of what will be available next year. Okay, so here's my question Does it involve species that you haven't bred before? Talking python. Uh, Python, like is rough scale well, yeah, in the because, mix? I can neither confirm nor deny what the roughies are doing, <laughs> okay. but uh, they right. uh, the roughies will pro- roughies will probably need one more year. Um, but I mean, like, dude, unless I get white lip or olive eggs, yes, I mean they're always going to be in that mix. Um, okay. and also water pythons are in that mix. Um, so yeah. They'll definitely be included in those. So at least I'll, I'll still have three or four uh, species that I have not yet bred that I will be attempting to again. Um, I think I made a very big mistake when it comes to the water pythons this year because I had a male that I thought was too small. So I gave him to Eric Kohler and I uh-huh. got a larger male to go with my female. And I have not seen anything out of that pair. But Eric Kohler keeps sending me pictures of my ma- my former male locked with his female. So little raw about that one. <laughs> so it's like he, uh, I've made a horrible mistake. So it's like yeah, you did that with that scale too. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I keep raising these boys and sending them off. They keep breeding like crazy. So right. uh, you know that's just one of those things. Uh, uh, it, it also, if I could find uh, an adult female Mac, because my one female, uh, or at least the one that I thought was a female, turned out to be a boy. Um, and then uh, the other one that I have is too tiny to breed. So I would like to try that. But uh, I definitely want to start getting into those things because in the next couple of years, we're going to see, you know, my Savus will be of age. Um, obviously, the Ruffies will be of age. Uh, you know, there's there's just a couple of Python stuff that's coming up the pipe. So, yeah, next year would Timor. be for me would be uh, a lot of Antaresia stuff. Um, yeah, um, did Chris tell you he got stems? No. Oh, Chris, he Lenny? got a pair of. No, Chris Foley. Oh, really? Yeah, he got a pair hmm. of Stimson's pythons. Yeah. Stimson's no. pythons. That's interesting. I wouldn't take him as a Stimson's pythons kind of guy. He had them. He had them years ago, um, and they actually bred for him. He actually got a clutch, and then uh, he just. I guess I think this is when he was moving, and he ended up selling the pair. Um, but they were like those were one of his first like 
python things outside carpets and stuff that he got to breed so obviously he just found a pair and he just jumped on them so right yeah you know what i what i uh need to pick up this year would be a nice pair of borneos if i only knew a borneo python breeder <laughs> do wait borneos are they like um um are they like bloods are they like bloods are they like kind of? Kind of. I mean, right. they're related Maybe. to them. Why? <laughs> right. oh, I'm just asking. Okay. Uh, I might. See, I might see him. I might see him this Saturday. So yeah, I wanted to be really pissed off when he sees me. Oh. Okay. So you know. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I want like you know if if Matt can come in and just throw something at me, I'll I'll know he's been listening to the show. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh. But it's a uh, um, yeah. I I mean it's. As far as like, will I be adding anything uh, in the Python thing? I, it's like right now, I think I'm really starting to get to the point where I'm pretty good. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, you know, I, there's there's some things that are out there that you know, if Dunn's Pythons pop up, I think I have to, just because I, I'm I'm weird like that, and I must have the yeah. complex. <laughs> and it's like right. exactly <laughs> me too. I, like I'm so the close. fact that I, the fact that I know that there are two other types of Madagascan hognose out there that I don't have is like haunting my nightmares. Okay, you know how bad this is going right now, so yeah. um, I will correct that soon. I promise. But uh, it, it's uh, just kind of one of those things where it would be very cool. But as far as Python projects, dude, I think I got. I got so many that I just want to like just dig into and make sure I get them. Like I don't really want to run out there and grab something too crazy, like too far to the right or left or something that really needs attention until I start getting some other stuff. Like let's say further down the road when this is like my third clutch of, you know, olive pythons. I'm like, nah, all right, maybe it's time to add something else. It's like, that's, I want to start getting success with a lot of the stuff that I have rather than, cause I, what is it? Even then people ask me, cause the guy who did the, uh, the Pneg white lips were put that was putting up uh, pairs of one visual and one het for an undisclosed amount of money. You just have to ask. And a uh-huh. few people actually sent me the ad and asked me if I was like, you know, man, are you going to get these? And I, they were all kind of surprised when I said, hell no. And it was, and, and then I kind of told them my reason is because I have yet to ever produce mine. So why am I going to devote a bunch of money and energy and time to something I could not, I don't think I could, like, they would just stare at me like one of the ones I got now. And it would just probably make it even more unbearable. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it's a, because it's a, it's a, it's a morphing. Not a cheap animal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's say I, if I had produced Goldface Wet Lips like three or four times, I'd be like, you know what, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe yeah, I'll grab somebody a like, boy. Somebody like Ryan Young Ryan. should probably jump on a project like that, you know. But I think Ryan just really likes the wild type stuff over the morph crap. I mean, <laughs> he's never tried to add any white lip. Those white lips have been around for eons, and he's never tried to add them. Now, I know he said that maybe he produces golds once and his blacks more often, but, you know, I, I don't see him grabbing other stuff. Yeah. He's, you know, I, mean, look, I don't know. His Chondro project is locality stuff, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that's what he yeah. likes. 
Yeah. That's kind of where that's kind of where I lean towards uh, as of late. It's kind of weird. Oh, you know. Shit, yeah. I totally forgot them. Oh what? my god. There will be a species of python that I might produce this year that I've never produced before. What's that? My Wilma's. Oh, yeah. Are they she looking looks huge. good? Really? Oh, she looks huge and she's dark and shed and she won't let the male anywhere near. I think the trick He's with Wilma's is Okay. He's still in there. Yeah, I've been I think told by trick... numerous people that they fake people out, so he's still in there. So yeah. <laughs> they do. And I think the other pr- problem with them is the uh what do you call it? Eggs. Um, the eggs. They can yeah. be tricky. I've yeah. heard that. So it's like but uh, you know what, if I got eggs and something went wrong and I lost the eggs, it sucks, but holy shit, I got one step closer. Like um the uh mangrove monitor eggs that i got earlier this year it's looking like that they're all probably not fertile and that they're all not good i still haven't made the official call yet but it's just looking that way which is apparently customary with monitors on their first clutch just that they're usually almost always crappy so uh hell i got eggs to step closer to baby mangroves and that's kind of awesome so yeah yeah man no, and, I, and I would feel the same way about uh, um, babe, uh, egg, Woma eggs. It's like, uh, was it the one clutch I got out of my Maclots pythons were all slugs? But hey, fucking, I got, <laughs> I got a, <laughs> a clutch of slugs. Like you know, it's more than some people can say. So. Oh, I didn't even. I forgot about that. That you did get a clutch yeah. from them. Yeah, I was stupid and moved in the middle of winter time when she had when she was full of eggs, and uh, that was something <laughs> yeah. that. Something that really, really hurts. <laughs> it's like I remember that. Oh my god, because yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, and then I haven't been able to get that project back on track since. It's like I, I think I've had, I think I've had I've two given females. You like four of them, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it just keeps going like wrong. Every couple of years, I'm just giving you one Maclots python. Max, I know. God, it kills me. Yeah, my parents doing pretty good. I mean, they're small. They're way, way, way away from breeding. I have a a girl from Dennis that's doing fantastic. And now I'm sitting there, and my Glitch is like seven or eight years old. It's like, this is getting ridiculous. I'm going to have to replace Glitch before I get the girl big enough, because I'm not going to have a boy that's breeding good. Oh, my God. The whole project sucks. (laughs) So it's like, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Huh. I don't know. So for me, um, man, I would, I would really, I don't know. You know, I'd really like to add in, uh, some white lips or, uh, some rough scales, but I keep holding out. I keep, I know I keep, I keep letting you down. I I let you down year after year after year. (laughs) What the hell is the point of me? Yeah, you know, I'm like, like, I'm going to bring some blue beauties. You're like, you moron. Will you just get the shit I want out of you? Yeah, olives, um, white lips, like you know, come on! It's I know I suck, you know. It's um, <laughs> it's uh, hopefully I could get some of those because I would love to see that. I mean, you know, you're like always. I don't want to let these IJs go. Like, I mean, those baby ruffies, pry them from my cold dead hands. It's yeah, um, that's gonna be a rough yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I, this dude, and that thing is, it's like I kind of want to let her 
maternal because I heard that when the Ruffy's maternal, that they lay that they leave um, scale patterns on the eggs, so you can see the keeled scales and stuff, the impression into the eggs. That's cool. Isn't it That's awesome? Really <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh my freaking god! It is only on the outer eggs because apparently when they're really really soft, the eggs like before they really kind of like thicken up and get hardened. They like kind of almost like mush like Play-Doh into the mom's scales, and because they aren't smooth, you see the indentations and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my god, maybe I'll let her hold on them for like a week. <laughs> it's like just just to get the indentations. <laughs> like, yeah. Then I'll take them. It's like you know, right. um, please indent these. I, I, please indent these. I would love you for that. Um, so I would definitely love to do those. Um, so yeah, so. Um, uh yeah next year i know this is like big deal for everybody but um ball pythons i would be able to breed just to say that i bred them because i've never bred them have you ever bred ball pythons i'm just curious no i have okay. not i didn't think well, so I mean, but i didn't know right, like what? maybe back in the day you, you... all right well let me blow. all right i i i i'm pretty sure um, before I left the zoo, we were breeding all the animals, um, and it was uh, the pine snakes, the bull snakes, and all the stuff we had at the zoo. We also had an albino ball python and a bunch of normal females, because the guy who uh, ran the zoo was one of those guys that believed that if you went to like Outback and bought like the normal female that came in from Africa, it'll have special genes in it that have not yet been unlocked, and by breeding right. it to an albino you know, oh, are people passing heads off as normals? I, I did go through the motions and I did breed those uh, for him, but I did not, uh, by the time the eggs were laid, I was no longer working there. So if you want to get technical, I probably went through all the motions to breed the ball pythons and actually did introduce males to females, but I was not there when the females laid the eggs. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just uh I got I I probably going to be doing that next year. Just to do it. Different. Yeah, just to do it. I have a couple projects that that I think are pretty cool and you know, I'd like to see uh I I mean, I know that like <laughs> probably a lot of people are like who cares, you know, blah blah blah, but No, I I turned you I've tuned you out. I'm like I'm just like yeah, I, I staring know. at the wall. Yeah. I know. <laughs> But they're like it's like a bit of nostalgia for me when it comes to them. And, what uh, actually to breed them, I think would be pretty cool. So I'm going to give it a if whirl. You, Speaking if, of all, yeah, what's that? Well, I mean, dude, look, why the hell do you think I breed cow kings? They were my first thing I ever bred, and yeah, I keep doing it. Why not? Yeah. So uh, speaking of ball pythons, uh, did you happen to catch our good friend Bill Stiegel, uh in yeah. the video with? Um, uh, Brian Barczyk and uh, Forrest Fanning. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, that was kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, he got to show some chondros and the sickness, and you know. Uh, so Bill's now a star, man. He's 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 shot right over NPR, and he's now the highlight of the, uh, you know, of the NPR world, <laughs> GTP yeah. world. Because you know that there's going to be people uh, I, watching that, and they're going to be like, "What the hell is that snake?" You know. Well, I also like that um, Forrest on his like Instagram uh, was showing one of uh, Bill's ruffies, 
And I'm like, ah, I know that rough scale. It's like, you know, and I also know that carpet, you know, right. it's, so yeah, it was like all that fun stuff. So it was cool seeing you inside of Bill's snake room again. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I was kind of hoping halfway through, he'd be like, you know, I just want to say wave to my heroes, uh, Eric and Owen. Hi guys. So like I would have been like, oh, <laughs> but you know, it didn't happen. Out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, they, they cut it out. Okay, all well, that makes cut it sense. Out. I knew you would. I knew he wouldn't forget us like that. Yeah. So, nah. Um, but no, nah, it was cool. You know, of course not. It was cool seeing all his stuff, and uh, you know, Bill is a great guy with all the hosting of Carpet Fest that he's done and the stuff he's come out and uh, supported us out at like Tinley's and stuff like that, and his like calling him like like uh, I, there was a I think was the one of the first times I ever had interactions with him outside of like that, I cast weird thing where he had me sign a book, which was daunting. Um, but he's like, how many shirts are we uh, low on the like carpet fest? This thing. I'm like, Oh no, dude, we're going to make it. He goes, cool. I just bought 10. I'm like, all right. It's like, you know, that's <laughs> just kind of okay. And then I, yeah. and then he bought one, he bought uh, one shirt. It was, uh, I want to say it was a carpet fest shirt. And I accidentally sent him uh, Buddy's eldest kids one. Uh huh. Okay. I sent him a I sent him a youth medium. Yeah. And he <laughs> sent me a picture of him wearing it, going I love that. wrong with my shirt, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> sweet God. Yeah. By the time I realized what had happened, I ended up having to call the company, have a sh- shirt printed for Bill, and have one printed for Buddy's son, and send them out like the next day to where they needed to go. But yeah, so nice. Um, speaking of uh, Carpet Fest, um, oh, so our good friend Jeff Frederick uh, from yes. uh, the hands of. Jeff Frederick is working on the new logo for uh, 2018 Northeast Carpet Fest, and we should see that soon. And as soon as we do, we'll okay. get the shirts going. Um, yeah, so we're seeing a preview of like what Jeff was thinking, and uh, I think it should be cool. So, at, um, up at what at the hell? I <laughs> yeah, I haven't sent it to you. <laughs> You're damn right you haven't. No. <laughs> um, oh, oh, it's if there's if this is gonna be like an IJ, like front and center, I'm gonna be so pissed no, off no, at you. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, actually, it, I, it's a it's a coastal. <laughs> I, I was gonna advice. surprise you. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm good. I don't need to see anymore. I'm good. I'm happy now. I'll be quiet. I'll go over here, sit in the corner. So, but yeah, uh, Jeff obviously has done a great job on our last couple shirts. So. uh I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited for Carpet right. Fest. Yeah, so I've been getting a lot of messages. Um, that's what I wanted to talk about before we uh, yeah. before we get off. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages from um, people that have been asking. I'm sending it to mm-hmm. you now so you can check okay. it out. Okay. Um, I'll look at you. It has to be drawn. That's the idea of the pick. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Hold on. I have to open it. Oh, I thought you said, eh. <laughs> no, no. Ooh. No, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? I really like that. Yeah. So he's going to draw. No, we're not going to post it. We're not going to post it. You guys get nothing. You have no, to wait. It's, a, it's the teaser. <laughs> yep. 
Because <laughs> it's not done yet. It's not done. You're damn right. So get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty cool. I think he did a good job. You know what I mean? Um, so um, I, I've been getting a lot of messages where people think they need an invite to come to uh, Carpet Fest. Not the yeah, case. No, you don't. No. So uh, you just let us know that you're coming so we have an idea of the headcount. And if for some reason you're not on Facebook and you're getting this, uh, yeah, I had somebody send me an email, you know, send it, send us an email and just let us know. They're going to bring, um, deer, um, deer loins, uh, yeah, deer tenderloin, venison tenderloin for the girl. Oh, yes. Oh my yeah, God. I, yes. That's awesome. I, I said, you had me at venison. <laughs> you had me at venison. So, Dude, yeah. I told you that I'm, I'm working at, like, you know, we were talking about like doing all the hunting stuff. Like I'm working at it. I bought the, 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 the rifle and I'm, I'm going to go take the courses. I'm going to start doing that stuff. So. Oh shit, man. <laughs> Whack me some deer. Yeah. It's as almost <laughs> as real as me going to Australia. Boom! Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, you promised you weren't going to be that bad about it. <laughs> I had to, man. It was wide open. It was, that's um, so depressing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. If you, if you, so, and then a couple other people were saying that they didn't know, like, if they would want newbies there or whatever. Yeah, that's the whole. No, point. that's so, the whole point. Yeah. yeah. So definitely, I mean, if you're on the fence about it, and you know, there's carpet fest uh, going on in the next couple months all over uh, the place. The Southern Carpet Fest is. Uh, coming up the uh north uh no southwest is coming up um which by the way austin did a really awesome job on their did you see their t-shirt there you go is it the one that brandon just sent yeah it's like a carpet on the beer thing and it's all the different flavors of the coastal jungle ij coastal jungle diamond ij yeah i like that yeah Dude, I'm gonna That's get cool. that one. I like that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, West did Coast you see? Wait. Hold, hold on, what? West Coast. You you don't got nothing on the East Coast. Sorry, fellas. But here's the thing. Did you see the pictures of the shenanigans that were going on on the East Coast? Did you see it? You know, what? like the oh, South you mean, like at ours. Yes, oh. the southeast they shut down at eleven o'clock, so that's game yeah. over. Yeah, and with the bed, uh, I mean, I the don't southern know what's going carpet on there. fest. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, the only thing that ever happened to... there is Owen. I mean, Owen almost died at one of them. I mean, that happened, but uh, and also, if I didn't wake up at the nick of time, I'm pretty sure Bill would have shaved half my beard off. But yes. that's neither here nor there. But yes. and then the the west coast they try you... to. Uh, the, the Northwest, they try to kill Nick every year. Yes. <laughs> That's their goal. They're like, we're trying to take this guy out. Murdering Nick Mutton is our <laughs> we'll, goal. We'll, yes. just, we'll frame it in, this, in, the, in, the, in the guidelines of trying to make money for U.S. Arc, but we're really I, trying I think to I, take this guy out. We've I had think I told Doug, one year Doug's like, he's like, I don't know why you guys didn't go harder. I'm like, we're all not as insane as you guys, apparently. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh, no wonder Nick has to make himself into beast mode. He has to be able to survive. Yes, he that. He, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have made it so far. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, in the Northeast, I mean, you know, we got uh, 
well, people flipping scaling, people over, you know I mean? pissing you on know. their heads, uh, you know, pissing on the side God. of the house, uh, people jumping in the pool at four o'clock in the morning and uh, crazy in a Borat uh, costume, yeah, Borat, yeah, freaking mankinis, all kinds That's of the shenanigans. Is, is when you get it was when you get Howard Redding and Bill Stegall and Nick Scally all in like one place. It just oh, gets man. odd. I mean. Uh, I'm pretty sure we almost killed Eric Kohler. I mean, that, that was something that almost happened as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, it's like, there's, there's, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hang with the OG. I mean, you know, if if you can make it to one carpet fest, then like come out to the original um, and then try to go to one of the other ones next year. <laughs> I try to make it to a carpet fest a year and uh, I guarantee you, you'll meet a lot of cool people. You'll make a lot of new friends and you get really connected with the community. I really wanted to make it out to the West Coast this year, but unfortunately, the whole Australia trip. I'm going to Australia. Yeah, I got it. Sorry, fellas out there on the West Coast. Much love, but, you know, Australia is much, much. They'll uh, understand. All right? I don't even know why you're apologizing. I know, but, you know, I feel bad. But uh, anyway, so, yeah, if if you're interested in coming, man, you know, definitely you should make it out to one because that's where you're going to be able to talk to people and, and, you know, see collections and all that kind of stuff. So definitely uh, ours is uh, June 9th. Um, yes. Tw- so it's a Saturday. Uh, it's mm. here in Warminster, PA. Um, yeah. And uh, the Southwest is April 28th. And the Southern is, I want to say, the last, the first weekend in May. Maybe really? it's the last weekend in May. Last weekend in May. It's in May. That's all we know. <laughs> Shit. I should know. Yeah, that. Brandon says see. April twenty eighth. So that's theirs. Um. No, I don't. I thought they had it uh, ready to Did go. Did Evan put something up or? Uh, I haven't seen it. He, I, I mean, I know it's, let's see. I haven't seen it Carp- It's like a pages, but no, uh, yeah. So they usually do it. Yeah. I think it's at the end of April, beginning of May. It's usually when they have it. So I think it's that first weekend in May, which is actually the last week of, uh, April. So I guess it's right around the same time as the uh, Southwest Carpet Fest. So Okay. But, uh, yeah, lots of Carpet Fest going on all over the place. Uh, definitely, if you have an opportunity, you should go out there. And you don't have to have carpet pythons. That's the other thing that people don't understand. We call it Man Carpet Minnesota Fest comes. because yeah. he has, like, two. <laughs> so it's like... The two that we gave him. It's like, you know, yeah, he's one of yeah. mine, one of yours. It's like that's, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, it's, uh, uh, yeah, who else comes? You know, like guys like Frank Good. He doesn't uh, Frank, carpet, Frank, Frank you know. comes out. Um, you know, it, 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 anybody Keith is McKee, welcome. He doesn't have carpet. Yeah. I mean, he's had carpet. No. But, you know. He probably, yeah, Keith has everything. But Keith's got Bolins. That trumps, like, everybody. You know, it's <laughs> obviously – Obviously, we want you guys to come out. You don't have to have carpet pythons. You don't even need to be involved in Morelia. I mean, realistically, after walking through Eric's collection, you might leave there wanting nothing but Morelia. But, you know, that's 
neither here nor there. I'm wondering what right. the species. I think your pop wants. I think your pop wants this year. There's it's always be the something every that year. Likes. Yes. Yep. There's always something every year that people just love and then like hunt down after Carpet Fest. It's like, you know, uh, when when they were up here with me, it was the Ruffies the one year and it was the Olives the next year. And then like when they were down with you, it was uh, uh, Bloods and Borneos. It's like, I think, I think this year it's going to be your pop ones. You're probably right. I would probably I am. agree. I am probably because right. I'm going to be like uh, showing them off. Look stuff, at these. You know? <laughs> How yeah, cool are that, these? That does help. That does yeah. help. So no one should ever doubt but, me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that. And um, I don't know. I guess we'll wrap it up. Enough of us rambling. Uh, we got about 10 minutes anyway. So uh, I don't cool. know the guest next week. I thought that was confused. I thought Owen's guest was next week but it's not so i'm gonna have to work on that but uh the week after owen what's the what's the show we're doing the week after uh on april the 10th we're gonna have uh brian waterloo on and brian is a friend i have out in illinois who works with uh monitors and he is successfully breeding uh lace monitors in the united states and i got to see his stuff uh, when I went out to Tinley Park. So we're going to have him come on, talk about lace monitors, uh, some croc monitors, and then he's also success- successfully worked with a bunch of those tree monitors. So we're going to talk, uh, have a nice little monitor show. Nice. Yeah. Get me all ready for my trip to Australia. <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm going to, like, you, you might... You might not make it. I might kill you. So, you know, that's just... <laughs> I'm the new Eric Burke. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just show up and be like, hello, Rob. And he'd be like, hey, uh, um, what are you doing here? No, no, I'm Eric Burke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that should be, a, should be a cool show. I am not really that well versed when it comes to monitors and lizards and stuff. So uh, uh, I always like uh, sitting back and, and learning a few things uh, when it comes to that. And it always, uh, you know, when you do shows like that, it always kind of, uh, I don't know, you, you, it kind of like you, you think about what you're hearing and how does that apply to what you do work with? You know what I mean? It's like exactly. a different point of view, you know? So that's, that's all. Well, no, you're, cool. you're exactly correct because i mean a lot of the things when it comes to monitors is they will not breed if things are not exactly the way that they want them right there's so a lot of that has been i've been attempting to apply to the uh pythons that i work with that don't ever breed so it's like what does the monitor need that these guys need whether it be burrows whether it be you know basking whether it be sunlight whether it be heat bulbs whether it be cold it's like a lot of this stuff you can kind of see and these guys do have to do a lot to figure it out and you know we talk about uh, i think after i got my retic nick was joking that it, i could fit like three retics in my snake room as opposed to like the 20 carpet pythons you know <laughs> right? these guys these guys with their monitors the cages are like where we can fit like our entire snake room they can fit maybe three adult monitor cages and that's it so oh, wow. it's like, oh yeah, they they go all out for these guys, and obviously you're doing something right because you're getting some success. So, yeah, cool. 
uh, I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Be a good um, yeah. So, uh, all right. So as far as, uh, us, um, or I guess, yeah, let's, you're ready, right? You have yeah. anything else you want yeah, to Yeah, have? yeah. No, okay. no. We're Morelia Python Radio. Yeah. I mean, right. you know. Uh, <laughs> website is uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Our email is info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, as far as myself, uh, EBMorelia.com. And uh, my email is Eric at EBMorelia.com. I did start some lists. I already got some people wanting to get on the list of uh, what I got going on. So, uh, I would suggest if you're interested in something like that, go check out my breeding diaries. Uh, and then you can see what the clutches that I have pay attention on Facebook as I post up, uh, over there, uh, as things lay and hatch, uh, you can check it out. And of course, um, if you're interested in, in seeing what I was talking about, as far as poplin pythons, olive pythons, or maternal incubation and how I set that up, go and, um, check out my YouTube, um, EB Morelia would be under, and, uh, that's all I got. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out all the stuff we got going on there. We are up to date on the babies that we have for sale. Uh, I have a few that are leaving, so, uh, if you're on the fence and about it, you better contact me pretty quick. Uh, also, this Saturday, I will be vending the Oaks Reptile Show in Oaks, Pennsylvania with my friend Andrew Llewellyn. Uh, he's going to have a bunch of lizards and stuff, and I'm going to have a few snakes. If you are in that area and feel like dropping by, come say hi. You can talk about a bunch of stuff with us. Uh, I know we're probably going to be dying for entertainment at that show. So uh, definitely swing by as far as... You can also go to Facebook and just search for Rogue Reptiles to give us a like over there. That's all I got. That's all we have for you all tonight. So we'll say good night, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Moralia Python Radio. Good night.